Welcome to the Mindset, Mood and Movement Podcast. My name is Sal Jeffries and I integrate psychology, the body and breathing to help people feel calm, confident and strong. Do you experience racing thoughts, a mind that just does not want to stop thinking, perhaps a whole load of internal narrative where you're having this long, articulated conversation with yourself and it's not always very pleasant? Well, I know the experience uh, and many of us do. In today's session, we are going to unpack how to calm a busy mind, how to get in control of it, and perhaps how to deal with that inner narrative, which is sometimes pretty critical and pretty tough to deal with. So here's the thing. Our minds are wonderful. Human minds are so clever. We can do all sorts of things. We can be super present. We can think about the future. We can create ideas and come up with concepts and things that may happen. And we can think about the past and think about memories and things that did happen. The reason this matters is because the teleology, the, the fact that we can move through time in our mind, gives us great ability to potentially predict possibilities, problems, outcomes, that kind of thing. The same goes with memory. So we can reflect on times when things didn't work out. Perhaps there was a problem, something scary happened. And then when we look at the middle point where we're hanging out today with a busy mind, with thoughts and worries and concerns, often our cognitive mind is tapping into those resources of thinking about the future and predicting potential problems. It's also tapping into the past and looking at what's happened before and, and being cautious. And those of you who follow my podcast, you will know that I talk about this a lot, that the prime drive of the human system is survival. Now we can get, we can think that's kind of, oh, you know, it doesn't seem relevant to me. I'm, you know, living in a city or the West or wherever you live and you feel okay. But actually survival is a perception. Now, of course, there's real survival. You know, back in the day, perhaps if we were some hundred years ago or several hundred years ago, there were animals that could have been chasing us around our areas and causing us problems, <laughs> potentially dangerous. Today, we hopefully don't get challenged, uh, sorry, chased by animals and things like that, but we get chased by people and thoughts and we get chased by um, concepts and ideas and ways we should be, ways we shouldn't be and all that stuff. And it just triggers the threat response. It triggers the brain into looking in the past and scanning for what happened and when we felt bad and going into the future. Yeah, the states of anxiety and depression, future and past. That I'll go into more in a deeper podcast another time. But to stay on point today, how to calm a busy mind there's several ways. Before I jump into some strategies, I want to share a story with you. Super, super recent. So I do uh, quite a lot of fitness training and I stay really active because the mind is the body. It's all woven together. So a healthy, fit, strong body really helps a healthy, fit, strong mind. And I, that's my personal choice. So the training I do is not nice. <laughs> it's really tough. I will be wandering about carrying like, I don't know, yesterday uh, warm-up was carrying a 40 kilogram sandbag for 400 meters after doing 100 kettlebell swings to, to just to get started for my two-hour session I was embarking on. And I won't bore you with the whole detail session, but it's pretty intense. Uh, I train with a, a strong fit coach. Those of you who know CrossFit and strong fit, that's the discipline. And sometimes it really pushes you. You know, my coach, he was like, go heavier, go, go more, go heavier. And we're always pressing those edges of fear. And I noticed when I was carrying this sandbag yesterday after doing a particular uh, series of uh, workouts and drills, 
at some point I was like, I just want to stop. I want to stop. And the thoughts were cascading in, you know, when there was judgments, you know, you're not strong enough, you're not fit and all that stuff. And then I caught it. I caught the fact that my mind was in this space of spinning. It was out of control. And then I remembered that it's my mind and I own it. It is mine to, to, uh, gently steer and move and educate and connect with. And that reminded me I have choices. It reminded me I could slow things down. So I was able to finish the drill. It was really hard. It's meant to be. It's meant to press your edges. But the narrative within was the problem. My body has the strength. My soul has the courage. It's just the mind that was getting in the way. And as soon as I was able to dampen that down, quieten that down, I could carry on with the training and get all the great benefits from it. Now, another example is this, this comes up a lot of times when I'm working with people, uh, certainly in coaching. I might be uh, in a deep session and we're going through some deep change and, and the inner narrative comes even then and I have to catch it and gently bracket it, calm it down and slow it. And I can tell you now, maybe a decade ago, maybe a bit more, this was not even available to me. No one had taught me. No one had told me that I own my mind. <laughs> it's like, it just happened. And no one had sort of expressed the things that we know from meditation, mindfulness, breathfulness, all these kind of things. But it's available to us now. So if you're struggling with a busy mind, then I'll give you a very simple set of strategies I'm going to invite you to try out. And I use them all the time because the mind is a bit like a garden. Those of you who might have a garden or you can picture a garden, you know, a garden can be a beautiful thing. Um, my parents have this gorgeous garden. It's absolutely immaculate. <laughs> Mine is nothing like it. <laughs> I live in a city. Mine's concrete. Not very nice, but my parents are beautiful. And there's trees and there's little flowers and pathways. But they work at that garden. You know, it's not magic. It takes um, attending. It takes organization. It takes care and love. And the mind is like a garden. How we plant the seeds of thoughts or doubt, where we put the pathways of thinking, whether they're helpful or not, whether we have our strong pillars like trees that are values and things that are our morals and ethics, you know, where they're placed will really uh, tend to that mind and the garden of the mind. So when we think about that, knowing we have the ability to be like a mind gardener, so to speak, here are three steps I'm going to suggest you try. So step number one, if your mind is racing and your thoughts are all over the place and the inner narrative is just not very nice, the first thing is to remember that how you breathe directly changes your neurological and your emotional state. So your invitation, step one, is to get conscious with your breathing. I cannot state how much the breath is so important for personal development, fitness, performance, well-being, stress management. It is the place to start. It's not everything, but it's the place to start. So step one, breathe in through your nose and out through your nose. Breathe to your lower belly and breathe out slowly. We want to get the nervous system from what is called the sympathetic to the parasympathetic state, the rest and digest, the safety state. So by starting with the physiology, this makes the biggest difference. So you might like to practice now as I'm explaining our next few steps. Breathing through your nose to your lower belly. Breathing out from lower belly through nose slowly. And continue 
relax your shoulders, relax your face, concentrate on that conscious breath and know that you are literally changing neurology. The signals coming out from the uh, abdominal space through the vagus nerve to the brain are telling you you are safe. This has an effect on your cognitive state. So breath first, breathing first, nose to navel, navel to nose, slow it down. And then as your state starts to change in your physiology, you might want to notice how you conduct your way of being. Another element that I see is causing stress and overwhelm is when there's no space between things. So if you're busy, perhaps you're rushing from one place to another, one meeting to another, slow it down. Have a piece of space in between. The mind needs to slow down, needs to refresh. So the cognitive mind holds a certain level of stuff in it. And uh, around 30 seconds, it kind of refreshes thereabouts. If there's no space, the thoughts will keep spinning. They need to process. You can think of this like if you've ever uh, put a stick in water and spun it around, created little stirs, or maybe stirring a cup of coffee and you see the, the water swirling around. If you stop stirring, it will slow down. It's the same principle. So put some space in between the things you are doing. It doesn't need much. Even 10 breaths will do the trick. So breath first, get control of your state. Recognize where you need space. So allow your mind to settle a little. And then when we want to get into that thinking part, perhaps the narrative that may still be going, there are two aspects of this. The first one I like to do is I like to turn down the volume. So my mind, as I explained, is, is under my control. You know, it's happening. It's happening to me and with me and from me. The minute I choose to imagine that the volume goes down, just like you turn down the radio or your stereo, turn it down. So those sounds in, in the mind, the inner narrative, you don't need to stop them. But imagine they become whispers, really quiet. And there's so much elegance about changing this volume because you're not trying to stop anything. It takes too much energy. Don't need to stop. Just turn down the volume, so it's whispers. And then guide your attention away from the internal space, as in inner thoughts, inner narrative, and turn your sound attention to external sounds. You may not need, don't need to name them as such, but you might hear traffic, you might hear voices, you might hear nature, you might hear different rises and falls of sound. Stretch your attention of awareness outwards. That expands your perceptual zone. That takes your attention away from that internal narrative. And then you might realize that actually you've just been able to control your mind. You've been able to calm the thinking, steady the narrative, slow down. And with practice, this becomes an implicit way of being. Much like someone who might reorganize their posture if they were slumped over or perhaps um, relax your shoulders if they tighten up, that sort of thing. You just get into a habit of it. Make this a habit. Your mind will become calmer. So to recap, the steps are this. If you find your mind racing, thoughts are negative, thoughts are cascading. Step one, breathe consciously. In through nose to navel, out from navel to nose, slowly. Step two, create space in your day. And if the space is the problem in itself, then notice that, that's okay. Sometimes the mind likes to fill the space. So then you might move to that third step. Again, choosing to quieten the volume in the mind 
literally see a volume button go down. That's what I do. I'm very visual. I see the volume and I physically turn down with my hand and it's in front of my eyes. I'm like, oh, it's whispers. That's nice. And then I'll stretch my attention outwards. I'll move attention away. Explore. Try these on. These are steps I work with. You might find they need to happen a slightly different way for you. But if you hook up breath first, conscious change next, things will change. So my dear listener, I hope you will get control of any busyness and narrative. Um, it's a big subject. This is, a, as you know, a bite-sized chunk into making change. I always appreciate all the thoughts and comments that you give. So I look forward to seeing you on the next one.